Welcome to Awake TV. So today Sue and I are going to talk about developing yourself, help others. Enjoy! Hi everyone, welcome to Awake TV. So today uh, we want to talk about how improving ourselves help everyone. So like I have been talking about in channeling messages, when we work on ourselves, we are creating our program, we are creating our world, we are a creator, so we are creating a new timeline. So this is exactly why working on ourselves, because everything inside is shows outside, because there's nothing outside. So when we work on ourselves and then um, let go of all these dense vibrations, we are creating a better world. So um, how is your point of view on this, Sue? Yeah, it's just exactly what you said, and I'll get into it a little bit more specifically. So if we notice that um, we are maybe struggling with something, um, an issue, like maybe it's an old issue, uh, an old habit that we've had in living our lives. And now we've come to the realization that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to uh, be in, involved in the energy of this pattern. Maybe it's not recognizing your worth. Maybe you give too much of yourself to other people around you, and then they sort of take advantage because they're used to you doing that. So you decide to change that pattern. So what have you just done? You've honored yourself, you've loved yourself, and you've improved yourself by bringing more of your energy to you. And what that does is that brings you to a higher vibration and onto a different timeline. It may not be vastly different. You may not even notice right away that you've shifted a timeline. But what you, if you start paying attention to the people around you, what you'll notice is that people are lighter. People are less demanding because you've brought your energy to you, you've honored yourself, you've improved your situation, you're on another timeline, naturally, the people in your life are also on the higher timeline, which means you're getting another version of them, okay, a higher vibrational version of them version of them. It's not that they have changed their essential self because we all come from source and we all have source energy, like you said, creator energy. But what we've done is we have now improved our own world to such an extent that we start seeing it if we're paying attention in other people, in their expressions. Their consciousness is higher as well on another timeline when you've shifted to a higher timeline your consciousness is higher and so is theirs. So by doing the internal work for ourselves, we then give that gift of doing it for the collective. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, when we get hard or when we are experiencing some shocking incident, our soul fractals chips away from us and that in order to cope all this hardship. So after we work on ourselves and then release whatever the emotions we are, we are holding on to from this life or past life or whatever, then we let it go. We have extra room to bring that fractal of the soul you 
kind of like lost and it, it can come back to you and it become like more and more of who you are, more and more of whole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Matt Kahn talks about that in a way where we're like, we can do that. We're, we're always bringing um, the parts of ourselves that we have rejected, um, you know, maybe what we consider darker versions of ourselves. We're always bringing them back to us. A lot of times we're doing it in our sleep because that's when our mind can shut off. And, you know, we do a lot of energetic work at night unconsciously we can do it consciously by saying, you know, when we recognize a part of ourselves that we've kind of chipped off away from our current identity, you know, in other words, maybe it was unacceptable. So we don't want, or an injured part of ourselves and we don't want to feel that anymore. So we cut it off. We, we stop paying attention to it. We don't accept it as part of ourselves because our current reality, we want to be something else. So we call it back you know, and they call this inner child work, uh, soul fractal retrieval. There's so many names for it. But the premise is, is that we allow that part of ourselves that was injured or did injury to others back into our consciousness. And we can recognize that part of ourselves that um, did these things or had these things done to teach us something or we did these things because we were in pain at that time so either which way whether you were the victim or the perpetrator you can take that part of yourself and say i love you i understand i understand why you had so much fear or i understand why you ran away um or i understand why you were hurting other people because you were so hurt yourself and say it's okay it's okay you're still part of me now it's safe to come back because we're going to do things differently now. We're not still in that trauma. We're not still perpetrating those bad acts because we feel better. We, we understand things. We understand the why of it. So we can accept that part of ourselves and say, we're part of the whole. There's nothing, there's no part of us that isn't of source energy. It's all source energy, whether it seems negative or positive or somewhere in between. We are allowed by free will to have these experiences. Our soul wanted them. Our soul wanted to know what it was like to be all these different things, to be afraid, to be a victim, to be a perpetrator, and then to come to this point in time where we say, I don't want to be victim or perpetrator. I want to be powerful creator. And so that's why soul retrieval and the fractals is very important because until we accept all parts of ourselves, we can't be whole, we can't be balanced. If we're always trying to be the light and we never accept the fact that there were times in a history, whether it's this current lifetime history or another lifetime that we weren't always light, if we can't accept that about ourselves, then we're not accepting the fact that we're part of creation. We're part of the whole. You can't have yin, yin without yang. You know, you need the darkness to see the light. All those sayings that you hear, those have some universal truth in them. How do you bring back your fractals? How would you suggest? What I usually do is... Um... I do a lot of audio work of Christine Day. 
and she does have a soul fractal retrieval. And then I just follow her MP3 thing, mm -hmm. or MP4 thing. So um, it's like a meditation? No, it's not a meditation. She mm -hmm. just to guide with her uh, light language and um, she, she does have a human body, but she isn't. So she's just doing the frequency work on each people who are doing her stuff. And then we just wanna say the same light language with her. And then um, all this uh, lower frequency thing we are not even aware of is lift up and then goes away, including mm. like a breathing, like a breathing and breathe out, that kind of thing. But it's not actually meditation. I mean, people mm. do fall asleep because frequency is way too high to work on that. Um, I do work with that. And also uh, lately, you know, I do enjoy meditation of Steve Novo. And he mm. does some of um, some of his um, releasing work, he mentions about soul retrieval. So it's not about how, but when you let go of a particular lower frequency emotion or something, and then once you know it's gone, then um, you can imagine your particle of the soul is coming back to you. I like how Steve described like getting into the crystal and then give that to angel or higher self and then they're gonna come back to you when you are ready. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not like extremely like coming back because you just let go to build a hall mm -hmm. because that part of the particle need to be in my understanding is cleansed as well. Mm -hmm. So after you're cleansed and then that particle is cleansed, they're coming back. But uh, the work of Christine was saying is more like a part of the soul which you kept away from you because that is a soul memory of who you really are. And then when you raise the frequency, that high frequency part of who you are, which wasn't really ready to come back to you, gonna come back to you. So it's not always about lower frequency soul fractal thing, like higher frequency soul fractal thing gonna come back to you to bring more of entire memory of who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think that though I think though that um, if we're allowing enough low frequency energy to remain in our energy fields, it doesn't allow room for that higher energy to come in and inhabit. In other words, I think it almost has to be the the cart before the horse, or I mean the horse before the cart. In other words we have to I think we have to make room for those higher more embodiment of our real self um and if if we have this density in our energy fields from other lifetimes or this lifetime that is just kind of taking up space physically um because energy is it's a spatial thing too it's not just you know, it's not a concept. It's it's like a real thing. It has uh, density. Um, so I think if we can 
help our audience in one way, the way I would suggest to do is um, I do it visually. So if I'm sleeping or trying to fall asleep or in the middle of my day, I have this memory of a time in my life or during hypnosis, if it's another lifetime, something I did that's obviously still bothering my consciousness because it's it came up in hypnosis. Um, I embrace that self of mine. So if it's my 10 year old self, or if it's my 20 year old self, or if it's uh, my soldier self in, in the Turkish army that did terrible things, um, I recognize that part of me visually. And, uh, and if you can't do it visually, visually, but you know it's an issue, imagine yourself at that age and say, I love you. Okay, tell me about this. Tell me, tell me what you were going through at the time. And the feelings and the knowing come into me of why I did certain things or why I didn't do certain things or why, you know, like standing up for myself. Um, or why was I a participant in a, in a war that was so bloody and heinous? And I can say to that part of myself, I understand you were in pain or you were afraid or you were told that in order to be a good soldier, you had to do these things because that's what everybody else was doing and you didn't think differently about it. Your consciousness wasn't there, but I love you anyway. And I bring them visually or imaginatively back into me, my essential self, which is here. And I say, welcome home. And we're, we're going to, we're okay. We're doing things better now. And thank you for showing me what I can be by, by being different than what I am now. Thank you for showing me that I am this light, that I am this creator, that I am powerful, that I don't have to be afraid. And so that's how I do it. I bring it all into myself. But first I imagine that part of myself. So how do you do this? If you're going along and not, you have this memory of something in your lifetime and it brings you shame anger fear any of those lower energy what we would call lower and frequency energies bring that part of yourself right to you at that time and have a conversation with that part of yourself visualize that put your arms around that part of you you know like i do this with my my inner child that was very very afraid growing up of so many things but i would i'll just take her and i'll bring her and as i'm here for you now i know it was scary but you made it through you were strong enough to get through it you're you're good now we're good i'm here with you and you're never alone again and that's called inner child work whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter it works because that part of us on whatever dimension they are is still alive and kicking and still maybe even afraid or angry or hurt. And so by coming in as your current self uh, from another dimension and meeting them and having these conversations with them, you're acknowledging that they're still, they're still loved. They're still part of me. I accept all of me in whatever form I was or am and now we can be one now we can express ourselves in the highest possible frequency and then like you said once you once some of that clearing happens of the densities because they release it that way when we tell them it's okay 
Um, now we've provided more space in our uh, energetic field to accept those higher frequencies that want to come in so badly. The Christ consciousness, our higher self, all of the angelic energies. We've now opened our space because we've gotten rid of the lower density energies and said, come on in, I'm ready. So what if people don't believe about all this timeline stuff? You know, like say, what if that's just too big of a leap for people to go, oh, I don't get this timeline stuff, or it sounds like a bunch of woo-woo. Um, how can we present this in another way, which isn't quite so uh, distal for them to accept? What, what would you say about um, well, self-improvement helping other people? I would just tell them to look at the proof of Mandela effect, because that is a, the people talking about different timelines. It's not the memory um, issues. It's about it, some of the people are in one timeline, timeline A, some of the people are timeline C. That's why um, memories are different, like the logo of this or cutting of that. I don't remember that way. You're wrong. That's what it is. So I think if you know some of you are skeptic, go through Mandela effect thing and then um, go through your memory and then see if something has changed. And yeah. a lot of us gonna uh, kind of like try to logicalize, logicalize ourselves. Like in my case, when the uh, symbol of the car changes or uh, app changes, I just gonna automatically assume like they just changed the design. That's how I came up with it. But during Mandela effect, like, oh, this logo always has been this way since 20 years ago. And I yeah. remember it's not like that according to my memory. Right. right? So yeah. dig through that. That is timeline. People are saying it's not its memory, but you know your memory is accurate. Yeah. Unless you're taking drugs or something, you know, or you're <laughs> drunk a part of your life, you know your memory was correct. So yeah. if something suddenly changed from one figure to another, and then when you Google search it and oh, this bridge has been like uh, there for 20 years, and then in New York, two other bridges I don't even know appeared out of nowhere during one timeline. And I told my friends and we are like 10 minutes in silence. Like, we're like, this is like, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, what, what, what kind of bridge? I never heard of those names. And then, yeah. yes, I, I looked at the Wikipedia and saying, oh, those two bridges have been there for, from 60s. I mean, come on. It, it wasn't. <laughs> well, and, and see there, here's a, here's a point though. Um, when a timeline change happens, okay, some of us remember the old. Like, I'm old enough to remember hearing news that Nelson Mandela died in prison. Oh, me too. My husband is I a year older than me, and he does not have that recollection. And I remember when the Monopoly game, where the main character had a monocle, he had the glass on his eye now the new character has no monocle 
Okay. My husband does not remember that. Um, what's another good example? Oh, his favorite movie is Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. I recall that when Kevin Costner was thinking about making the baseball field, he said he heard in his mind, make it and they will come. If you watch that movie now, what you see is make it and he will come, meaning one particular baseball player. So I remember it the original way and my husband remembers it the new way. Okay. So why is it that some people remember the change and others don't? And I heard a very good suggestion yesterday as to why that is. Um, when we make a timeline shift, some people who are not open to, uh, I don't want to say not open because that sounds kind of derogatory. I want to say not consciously aware of the fact that shifts like that can happen. Their, their consciousness goes automatically to the new timeline. So whatever information is contained in the new timeline is their reality. So in other words, Brent's right that that movie, uh, that saying is build it and he will come. He's not wrong because his consciousness shifted in that timeline to that statement. I'm also not wrong because I have retained memory. I've been conscious of these things for so long that I have retained the old memory. In other words, I didn't just buy right into the new timeline and what they're telling me because I still hold in my consciousness the memory of the old timeline and what happened there. Okay. So that's why it's probably useless to argue with people that don't remember because their consciousness has transferred to the new timeline. That's okay. Does it really matter? I mean, if it's the difference between we had two kids and we now only have one kid, that's an issue, right? <laughs> like, like if in the new timeline, I only had one child and, and I know that I gave birth to two and he's saying, no, we've only ever had one kid, that's going to be a problem. But that usually isn't what happens. Not that kind of massive shift. We're talking about subtle shifts. And um, well, I mean, in my experience. Subtle, but it's big enough jump. Like you jump from timeline A to timeline C. So that's a big enough to see the difference. Like it's big enough. What I understand is our consciousness, each time we work on ourselves, our consciousness shift from, let's say, maybe our timeline was timeline A, we worked on ourselves, so we're going to jump to timeline C. And then since we didn't go through timeline A1, A2, A3, and B1, B2, B3, which is a lot more subtle, it's almost like doing well with Waldo. You can't mm -hmm. really tell the difference un unless you pay so much attention to it. But mm -hmm. jumping from timeline A to timeline C is big enough to notice some kind of oddity. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about human relationships, the oddity might be incredible. It, it, it's it's always the higher version of people yourself and people around you yeah. than the timeline you just came from. And so that's why doing this internal work to improve your own reality, even if it's just 
saying positive affirmations every day. You don't have to do soul retrieval. You don't have to do all this other stuff we talked about today. Just simply turn off the news, subtract out of your life all negative influences, all things that make you afraid, right? And then start saying nice things to yourself. That's a huge improvement. And I promise you, you will get yourself on a timeline where you then you'll start. Not only will you notice you feel better, but you'll notice the people around you are also on that higher timeline and they're also behaving better or they're all of a sudden they've come to some light bulb moment where they understand something that they didn't understand all their lives and they've changed themselves. And, um, you know, I don't want to get really personal because, you know, I want to protect this person's identity, but somebody very, very close to me has gone through such a shift in this last year or better, more accurately, I've shifted myself. And now the timeline I'm on, this person is very different, very, very different. The way she, the way she responds to the world is different and personal relationships and all personality. Um, so was I responsible for doing that for her? No, but the fact that I did that for myself and now I'm meeting her on this timeline where she is also in higher vibration. It's really, really nice. And so then if you don't believe in timelines and all that, what I would suggest is say to yourself, if I'm feeling better and I'm holding a higher, lighter vibration, Notice how when you go out into the public, how you're noticing other people are also in a better mood and they're not so grumpy or they're not so demanding. See if you can tell that difference and then understand that you, even if all you ever do is improve your light, every other person you encounter is going to be affected positively by that light. They're going to feel it. Yeah. And then I don't know those of you who are listening to my channeling messages, but the reason why all these higher beings are saying, do not keep on watching those, um, you know, some of the truth um, information, unless that's going to make you feel super high vibe and ecstatic, because that's going to lock you into a timeline and doesn't help you to jump to timeline A to C. You know, yeah. you may jump to A1, you know, nothing wrong with that, but more you jump, more you will proceed everyone, including yourself toward a better timeline toward the ascension um, ending, right? Yeah. So uh, this is part of the reason why it's when you work on yourself, when you serve yourself for yourself for real, you're serving for others as well. Yep. Because everything is connected. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, manipulative people, especially, they say, don't be selfish. Don't just think about yourself. That is not true. Because if you love yourself and you work on yourself and then you create a comfortable, happy environment for yourself, then you're vibrating a better frequency. You're creating a better world. And then it's going to reflect to your environment mm -hmm. besides your shifting. Yeah. So and don't be loving yourself. And the more of us that collectively do that individual work, 
that's why we meet on the higher timeline because we're our frequencies match. Mm -hmm. I can't do it for you and I can't do it for anybody else. I can do it for me. Yes. So that is the work. You know, I'm pretty sure some of you guys think like, again, I worked on myself so much. Do I still have to work on myself? Yeah, you do. Because I still work on myself, believe it or not. And then Sue does too. Yep. It's like a never ending uh, working thing. As long as we have this human body, um, until we shift to 5D, we do need to work on ourselves. And then yeah. after we shift to 5D consciously, uh, from there, there's another thing we may want to work on ourselves. It's no longer shedding the lower frequency, but something else, maybe adding more, you know? Yeah, adding more light, having more knowledge or more understanding. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, again, I think we got to put the horse before the cart and, you know, just even if you feel like garbage when you do this work, realize it's not going to last forever. It's, and the more you resist it, the longer it lasts. Like Erica said, if I keep tapping in every damn day to what's happening now, what's happening now, what's happening now, and I keep going maybe to alternative sites and truthers and all of this, and if they keep putting fear out there, oh, there's going to be 10 days where you don't have any food, you better stock up, or, you, or there's going to be a flood, or there's going to be a mass incident, they mean well, but that's an energy. And if I keep tapping into that, I'm holding myself there. I'm not yeah. allowing myself to go to the next level, which there is no 10 day shortage of food. There is no bank shutdown. There is no problem with being forced to take medicine you don't want to take. You see what I'm saying? If you stop checking in every damn day and listening to that stuff, you have fit, you have energetically removed yourself from that vibration. It is not going to be your reality. Yeah. And then that, whatever the world will be dying so unless you put the focus on it will disappear you it'll know? yeah it just yeah theory, like if you don't put the focus on nothing exists so exactly that's quantum physics yeah what do you want to focus on right quantum physics so I'm not saying stop watching truth or stuff altogether. Some of the stuff is extremely enjoyable, you know. Mm -hmm. I do watch Santa Surfing because I love her tone of the voice. She has naturally has a high vibe. And then I personally don't feel scared of listening to what she has to say because she doesn't bring it that way. So one Yeah, but you're I'm you're tuning in for an update or maybe for entertainment purposes. So there's a difference, right? When you talk about Santa surfing, the reason yeah. it doesn't lower your vibration is because number one, she's presenting things in a positive way. And two, your reason for tuning in is because you're just looking for an update or maybe a little bit of entertainment or something or a curiosity. Okay, I wonder where yeah. it is now. But you're not staying in into, you're not sticking yourself into some energy that is predominantly fearful. No. And oh, there's another delay and oh, it might take this many months or <laughs> people guessing about it. Folks, That's frustrating. it's going to take what it takes, but you're going to get there a lot faster if you bring your yeah. energy back to you 
and improve yourself the best way. And when you improve yourself, you improve everybody else's reality because you've gone to another place, literally. Less people focusing on something, you know, uh, scary or something heavy, even if it's true. We all know what's going on. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, I feel curious. I want to check in Santa. I mean, I always check in Santa because she's one. And then some of the gossipy tarot card reading, my guilty pleasure, I have to listen to it for my guilty pleasure reading. You know, yeah, I'm a human side. But once you, indication is once you feel fear, even ounce of it, of particular information you hear, could be anything stop it yep and I start listening to something more uplifting information about the beauty or skincare you know stuff like that or go or go take, take 10 minutes and go outside and get some yeah. fresh air or enjoy the sunshine or enjoy the rain if it's raining or pet your cat or your dog or go give your spouse a hug or your children whatever brings you joy like 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 erica said the minute you start feeling fear yeah. Turn it off, shift to another focus, something that's positive and uplifting and joyful. Yeah. I mean, if we we were in the perfect world, you know, I know I should have stopped watching Santa and everything altogether, but I'm a human <laughs> being, you know. I do so feel my. curious. I do feel curious. Like I want to check in to see what's going on out there. Yeah. So, if someone else is doing all this investigation in positive manner, because I can feel the vibration, I don't feel any lower vibration from Santa's reporting. Like her voice is very cheerful and it's, 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 it's kind of uplifting. I like her report, it's uplifting. So I don't stop watching it. Even Asta is saying like, don't watch anything. <laughs> You know, I understand that. I do understand that. But you do get curious, you know? So yeah, definitely. Saying stop watching truth or stuff. That makes you feel, you know, entertaining. And you feel like, okay, part of you feel satisfied because you feel like, okay, now I know what's going on. So I can focus on my life now. Yeah. So the other day, the other day we had a, um an oddity where both sons the other one's mo my eldest son is moving pretty soon but he's still here for now until he, uh he's done with his one class but anyway um we had the oddity that everybody was home me my husband both my sons and even my other my one son's girlfriend she was here too and i said oh great let's do dinner let's sit down together do you guys want to eat inside or outside and and then we played cornhole which is this fun little beanbag game out in the yard and um and we sometimes we just play cards it's like shut off the constant stream like sometimes we can just flood ourselves with so much information right yeah why i mean once you know what's going on and if you have a little bit of faith that things are going in the right direction, why listen to constant reports about it? Go play cards with somebody, go swimming, go whatever you like to do, you know, go out in nature. 
what we're talking about is do things in balance, right? So yeah, I mean, curiosity, I have it too. My mind is working all the time. I always want what's coming next. And then there are days where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm totally overloaded on that, even though I didn't really hear anything negative, you know, things are pretty positive, but I'm like saturated. So then I just got to get meditative, you know, and I got to just get quiet and I got to have some time on my own and I have to look at the birds and the flowers and the trees and watch the wind blow the leaves around. I mean, that may bore a lot of people, but for me, it's wonderful. It's just balancing. It's like I, I am a super highway in my brain, but there are times where I just have to shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like uh, too much thinking. Now I got to go into something else. <laughs> yeah. So it's just enjoy the wave of emotion. Like we go through, you know, we're not going to have a flat emotions. You know, part of the reason why it's difficult for humans to ascend is humans do have so much emotion, so many color of emotions compared to other higher beings from other you know, places. So when we go through so many emotions, we are riding wave like, you know, up, up and down, up and down. So, you know, just don't try yourself to have a high vibe all the time because that's not unnatural unless that is your natural state. Mm -hmm. I mean, just accept you go up and down, but like that, degree of up and down gonna decrease more and the more work on yourself, the up and, up and down not gonna be like huge dip. It's not gonna yeah. be trusting. Yeah. And then when you are downtime and start feeling the emotions, just feel through it, then it's gonna go away. Yeah, allow it. Yep. Because the more, the more we try to run away from our emotions, um, the louder they get. Mm-hmm. So any last tip before we go for our viewers? For me, my key to um, reaching higher states uh, is, you know, especially if I'm angry or fearful or sad, I would say to myself, what would love do? And then I do that. So if the answer is love would um, be not to have that argument, or if love would be to forgive, or if love would be to understand and have compassion, or if love means I need to take a break and rest. So whatever that answer, what would love do right now? That's my tip. Good. Mine is when you go through lower emotions, just feel through it. Don't judge, don't level, just feel through, because that's part of being kind and nice to yourself, believe it or not, and accepting you. So do not be shy to feel this emotion. Do not be scared of feeling these emotions because once you feel it, they're not gonna come back. Or if they even do come back, they're gonna come back in lesser degree. Yeah, I have and found that to be true. Self-work. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for watching. So and I gonna bring more interesting topic next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I forgot to say like a please share like subscribe button, but it doesn't matter. I think they know already. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys next week. Bye.